I'm thrilled to share with you that my new book, Intentional Intoxication, How to Deliberately Distill the Different Life You Desire, is finally available on Amazon. So here's the thing. I wrote this book for anyone who finds themselves in an unexpected, unwanted, or uninspired new normal. Maybe you've emptied your nest, retired, launched into the second half of life, or really just feel like you're surviving a sobering life hangover. In this book, you are going to get a quick shot of everything you need to feel lit up, alive, inspired, and fulfilled. And the best part, it's a short book, so you can literally finish it in one happy hour. Enjoy. Cheers to you, my brilliant friend, and welcome to the Intelligent Intoxication Podcast, where I'll get you smashed on success without the buzzkill of burnout. Welcome back, everyone. So we are in the middle of a short series on overwhelm, and we have been going through some yes and no questions to really help you discern how overwhelm shows up for you. Okay. So here's the first question for today. Do you indulge in too much screen time? And I am just going to tell you screen. If you are on your phone scrolling and scrolling or watching Netflix or whatever it is you're doing for long periods of time, it is going to oversaturate your brain. It just is. And if you're already feeling overwhelmed and turning to the scrolling to try to escape the feeling of overwhelm, it's only going to make it worse. I highly encourage you to just take a break. I am not an advocate of stop doing this forever, but I am a fan of taking short breaks from things that we start to get a feeling are no longer serving us to give us a chance away from for example, something like scrolling that is very much what I refer to as a concentrated pleasure, which means the amount of dopamine you get is so high that you keep going back to it. It's, it's, it's like an addiction, like a drug, right? So just notice if you are spending too much time on your phone, okay? Next question. Oh, this one resonates for me. Do you stay busy in order to prove that you are productive. So right before coming to record this podcast, I have quite a few things I need to be getting done. I've got a messy kitchen right now. I've got work-related things I need to do. I need to put clothes away. But yet instead, I sat on my back patio for an hour and a half, chipping wax off candlesticks so that I could shellac the shit out of them. Okay, here's the thing. I was feeling before that like I was having one of those days where I just couldn't get things accomplished. Or I was having one of those days where I was harshly judging the things that I was working on and that inner critic chatter was telling me that I really wasn't being that productive. So if you notice that you are in the habit of overcommitting yourself in order to fill your time so that you can then feel productive, don't be surprised if you wind up in overwhelm. Because being busy is not the same thing as feeling fulfilled. 
because you are intentionally investing your time into something that's either challenging or that is contributing to other people, right? It's the difference between filling your time versus using your time to be fulfilled, okay? Notice if you're doing that. And then here's the other thing too. To whom are you trying to prove that you're productive, Is it that you're still trying to, you're an adult and you're still trying to prove to a parent that you've gotten all your homework done? Who's going to measure your productivity, right? Because again, we want to be, we want to make sure that we're doing the right things. And I don't mean right in like a moralistic way, but meaning the things that really do need to be accomplished versus a bunch of non-essential things. Because again, if you're not getting the right things done, it is only going to contribute to your overwhelm. All right. Next question. Do you feel inadequate? Okay. I find that again, it's closely tied for me to productivity, but if I'm not feeling enough, okay, I oftentimes fall into the habit of believing it's because I haven't done enough or I haven't accomplished enough, or I haven't worked enough. And all of that enoughing drives me into a state of overwhelm. So anytime you notice believing that you're, you haven't done enough, you haven't accomplished enough, finished enough, whatever it is, get curious about whether or not your inner critic is chattering again about you being inadequate. And that always ties right back to having some belief about yourself that you're not enough unless, okay? I'm not enough until I finish all the things. I'm not enough unless I volunteer for everything at school. I'm not enough when I don't check off 20 things off my list during the day. Get curious about that, how that shows up for you, okay? Next question. This is an interesting one. Do you feel desperate to boost your self-esteem? And okay, let's break this down. Self-esteem to me is the belief or the sentences or the stories you have in your mind about who you are and what you do. Okay, so If you feel as if you don't have a good self-esteem, it is likely that your inner critic is in the driver's seat. And I will include a couple of resources for inner critic work, should you be interested. I have two favorites I've, I've mentioned before. I love Joanna Kleinman. She wrote the book and has the podcast, um, Dethroning the Inner Critic. She has a fantastic free inner critic assessment online, and the feedback that you will get is incredibly insightful. I also learned so much from Kate Swoboda in The Courage Habit. That's the title of her book. And they describe the inner critic a little bit differently, and they refer to different flavors or types of the inner critic, but the messaging, the through line is very similar. And As a reminder, you don't have to get rid of your inner critic. You just have to manage it and stop believing what it's saying, okay? So if 
if you are always feeling like you're waiting to do things or you're overwhelmed because you don't feel like you have a very good self-esteem, your real work is going to be identifying that voice of your inner critic and working to manage it. Okay, just really hone in on that. It's not for you to go out there and accomplish more because more will never make you feel better about yourself. It's not to, you know, compete with other people so you can feel superior. None of that's going to work. None of it's going to work. Managing your inner critic will. Okay, so really take some time to look at that. Last question for today. Do you try to manage different circles of friends or acquaintances? Now, this is really interesting. I personally happen to be a fan of having different groups of friends. Now, when I say groups of friends, I don't necessarily mean big groups of friends, but I have friends from all the different stages of my life, right? I have high school friends. I have college friends. I have after college friends. I have local friends. I have mom friends. I have neighborhood friends. I've got a lot of different kinds of friends. I've got workout friends, right? But here's the thing. I can't say yes to all the friends all of the time. And I have to be really intentional about where I give my yeses because otherwise I'm going to be spread way too thin. Now, here is something that I really want to bring to mind. If you are feeling overwhelmed and you know it's related to your social life or acquaintances or friend groups, okay? If you are an introvert like I am, you need time alone and time that is quiet to recharge. And if you aren't getting that time because you are always spending a lot of time with other people, even if they're people that you love, it is likely that you will eventually tip into some overwhelm. You must have silence and stillness and solitude. You have to have that in order to recharge. Now, here's the thing. Let's say on the flip side that you are an extrovert and you thrive on time spent with other people, okay? What I would invite you to, to really get clear about, right, is pay attention to when you say yes, when you really want to say no, because even you as an extrovert, you need a break, right? And maybe you just need a night at home, or maybe you just need a night with your family, or you've been away from your kids too much, or yet you've neglected your exercise, whatever that may be. Pay attention to when you say yes, when you mean no. And here is the other thing I want to bring to your attention. Something that may be driving you to over-socialize. I remember years ago when I took screenwriting classes, one of the teachers talking about how in Hollywood, whether you're a director or a producer, an actor or a screenwriter, you're only as good as your current film. And I thought this was interesting. And what I believe he meant by that is this. Someone can get an Academy Award for starring in a movie, writing the movie, directing the movie, producing the movie. But literally the day after the Oscars, all the focus goes to next year's Oscar winning films. Now, does that mean there's not celebrating? Of course there is. But the whole point is is it's an industry in which you are constantly having 
to prove yourself in comparison and in competition to other people. Okay, so if that is what is driving you to over-socialize, get a handle on that. I remember that when my children were young and I really hadn't gotten really good at discerning my yeses and my noes, I actually had this fear of saying no to people and missing out, not because I really wanted to do what I was being invited to do, but because I was afraid I wouldn't get invited anymore. And once I realized that, I had to really come to terms with really understanding that real friends and genuine connections are not based on amount of time spent together. And they are not based on always saying yes. They are based on compatibility and a meeting of the minds. Okay. And, and emotional maturity that has to be in the mix. Okay. I got off on a tangent a little bit here, but I really just wanted to offer you that in case that might be true for you. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Have an intoxicating rest of your evening and I will be back tomorrow with more. Hey, my friend, if you're thirsty for more than this daily shot and ready to intoxicate the hell out of your personal or professional life, I'd love to invite you to coach one-on-one with me. It all starts with a complimentary happy hour call. Head on over to terrybradway.com. That's Terry with two R's and an I. Bradway, spelled just the way that it sounds. Once you get there, my friend, click on the Work with Terry button and we'll take it from there. Thanks for listening and have an amazing day.